0: Hello friends and welcome to Judgment, the ultimate movie ranking podcast. Here, we enter films into a competition-style showdown, then discuss, rank, and rate before offering our final judgment on what should move forward in our Tournament of Champions. This season, we have chosen our favorite horror films to face off. Today we will conclude our competition between Silence of the Lambs and The Shining. We will offer our thoughts on The Shining before giving our final judgments On which movie moves forward in our competition. Fair warning, we will discuss this movie in depth, so spoilers ahead. Now let's have some fun. Enjoy. Okay, so
1: now that we have settled our discussion on The Silence of the Lambs, we will move to its competitor for this week, which is the oft discussed The Shining. The Shining. The Shining. Based on the book. uh, (laughs) The Shining. Based on the novel The Shining by... uh, Sapphire. By Sapphire, (laughs) yes. Uh, By Stephen King. Um, This is not a movie I was looking forward to. I've never seen The Shining, and based on everything I've heard, um, based on the hype, I was uh, actually very frightened to watch this movie. And I think. Which makes me very happy. And I think that well, the anticipation based on everything I've heard and everything that's been built up. Before I was, you answer, though, maybe we should go into our, our stuff. That's true. Yeah. I'm I was smart. just going to say yeah. <laughs> I was basically more scared based on what I had heard. But, Andrew, this was your nomination. Yes. Let's get a brief overview, and then we will go into our
0: notes and questions. Okay. So we begin on a beautiful autumn day. (laughs) 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 All right. So The Shining. It's based on a family that is uh, the protagonist. I suppose is going to be Jack Torrance. Uh, He gets a job as the caretaker of the Overlook Hotel during the winter season. He brings his family to the hotel uh, and let's just say strange, strange things are afoot after a few uh, months within the hotel. Slowly but surely, <clears throat> Jack begins to lose it while in the hotel. We see a decline in his character over time and we see that the hotel has a lot more secrets than we originally thought. The movie, uh, at its height, Jack has completely lost it. He wants to attack his wife and child. And at that point, we have uh, Dick Halloran, who is the cook. He also uh, shares a psychic ability, just like their son, Danny. So, through his psychic ability, he shows back up at the Overlook in the midst of winter and is killed by Jack. But he does bring a working, uh, what they call it, a snowcat? Mm-hmm. So, uh, Danny is able to escape into the maze where Jack follows him. Wendy makes it out of the, ho- uh, the Overlook before uh, uh, Jack can escape. She gets Danny, Danny and her right off into the sunset, and we end the movie with Jack in a picture from 1921. Overall, I would say The Shining is pretty much a very well thought out haunted house movie, if I could. So yes, so with that being said, just a basic overview, why don't we get into, uh, Our initial thoughts on The Shining Blaine, I'll start with you Okay, so
1: Kind of as I was alluding to earlier Don't forget the thumbs uh, This movie had been really built up for me I think I had psyched myself out I'm gonna give this movie In light of that One thumb up One thumb up Okay. And uh, that's what I'm sticking to Uh, And we'll explain a little bit Behind that reasoning As we go through tonight But Jill Your initial thought What see those thumbs Mm -hmm. So
2: I've seen this movie At least five times
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Starting From the time I was about eight I would say It's my first memory of this movie And it's different for me Every time but I think I would agree with the one thumb up.
0: Okay. Okay. Andrew. I'm like Jill. i watched this as a very small adolescent. Jill and I apparently just watched horror movies as children. and Whatever. We wanna let watch. that affect us in whatever way it did. But, um, uh, I don't know. There's a lot to this movie I enjoy. Um, uh, but like jill said i it's different for me every time i watch it all the way through and for me it reaches a level of perfection that i don't think many have come to so for me i give it two thumbs wow strong
1: yeah you said perfection in that sentence i did i did uh i just want to just throw this out there before we dive in i thought this movie was boring so let's oh. go on. Let's go into our.
2: Okay. says the boy who was hiding behind his couch pillow. Throughout.
1: <laughs> I will. I. For uh, everyone at First home. off.
2: <laughs> but that's.
1: Why you gotta call me a boy?
2: That's much. My... Oh.
1: <laughs> Second off, I will explain my posture. Oh. Behind the couch. <laughs> that's what and that was. We're okay. going into the notes, comments, and questions now. So, as I said okay. <laughs> beforehand, this movie had been so built up by everyone I've ever heard from as being just so scary. I was hiding behind my pillow in anticipation of some scary shit that never happened. Mm. I thought this movie drug on for far too long, and I thought it was boring. I honestly wrote boring, too long, and too much noise Um, were three comments that I had on it, but I wrote a bunch of other good stuff about it as well.
0: Oh, well, good. (laughs) Um,
1: But those are the three ones that I starred was that there was, the score was so screechy and loud nonstop. They could have used more lengthy periods of music list.
2: Do you know what I noticed about the score when I watched it this time, though? Is that it's very similar to the score of another movie that's upcoming, which is the new version of It.
1: I just, I feel like whoever did this one was going for, like, some major dissonance, and it just wasn't working for me. It was just... ah, uh, It just was too loud, and I I really thought silence, based on the big-ass hotel setting, silence would have gone a long way to building up. The fear for me, I think the noise took away from it. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. It was also just was way too long. There was a lot of just...
0: See, I would I would have to disagree. For me, I think the score really adds something to it from the beginning to the very end. I mean, when you enter in, it's very ominous. When, you in, when the movie starts, that score comes up. It's very deep. It has a lot of background choral creepiness to it. And there, there was one point, and I'm not this person. I don't like to call out people. You did jump at one point when the music came in really hard. Look... <laughs> yeah. More so
1: because it was just loud as fuck. Not, but I again
0: I think that adds to it that it just uh, it because of the way it is, it unsettles you. And no, I it, think that's the point of it. I think I, I know what they were
1: trying to do with it, but they did it too much. Okay. Um but I um, mean you f- hey, you feel more the so way you feel. <laughs> this 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 section is not supposed to be like Confrontational. Well, oh yeah, my <laughs> attitudes towards supposed to be just <laughs> moments we wrote down and wanted to discuss. Okay. okay. So, um, do you guys have any moments that you had questions about or
0: wanted to comment on? Um, well, let's go through your list. It's right yeah, there. Okay. Stuff. Yeah, I got a lot of stuff. All right. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was a long movie, so
1: I will say at the beginning, I wrote the sound slash music did create a sense of foreboding i think that was the dark you know the deep stuff at the beginning Mm -hmm. but that transition to that screechy hell noise for the rest of the movie that (laughs) was just like draining my soul Um, okay second what is it with stephen king in indian
0: burial grounds oh my lord uh i always forget that's a part of this they, yeah, they say but the boy. hotel
1: is built on an ancient Indian burial ground, Pet Cemetery, ancient Indian burial ground. Yeah, there's probably a hundred other books that are on Indian burial grounds.
0: You know, a thing about Stephen King is apparently during the eighties, late seventies, eighties, he was on some heavy duty drugs, and I feel like when he was writing Pet Cemetery, he might have thought that was a original idea, but forgot it was in The Shining. <laughs> That's my only That's, excuse. I will say it. I
2: absolutely nothing no. to this plot no. to explain why.
1: Well, I think it's a cheap yeah. way to explain oh. supernatural stuff. Yeah. It's it, like, it also it's,
0: just uh, doesn't uh, explain
2: it anyway. <laughs> no. It, uh, like,
0: Indians it, buried people It here, wasn't so. like because of the Indian burial ground all this weird shit's happening. Right. Yeah. No, they definitely said it in
1: passing, but... I know what was going on there.
0: Mm, I mean, I don't... I I wouldn't disregard it. I mean... But I do have... uh, Let me just throw this out here. I never read The Stephen King the Shining. I've only seen this movie. And for many people who love the book, they hate this movie. And vice versa. People who love this movie were not fans of the book either. I want to touch on some differences between the book and the movie because just a little fun fact and background on it. Stephen King is pissed about this movie. He is really angry about it. Uh, Stanley Kubrick read this book uh, for nobody who knows who Stanley Kubrick is. By this point in his career, he was considered one of the greatest directors in modern history. He had done uh, 2001. 2001, Clockwork Orange, uh, Doctor Strange Love. So by the time this came around, not only was it pretty wild that he decided to take on a horror movie, it was unexpected. But for what transpired between him and Stephen King is I don't think they got along, and I think Stephen King was really upset what the final product was. But like I said in the first episode, I think Stanley Kubrick took main ideas from this and ran with that. He did not go into the Stephen King book. And what I mean by that is just a little fun fact because, I, like I said, I didn't read the book, so I read the next best thing, and that's the plot summary section of Wikipedia. So, in that, what what occurs apparently uh, is that Jack is this downtrodden kind of character. He's in a bad place in his life because of his alcoholism. He takes this job. Uh, He thinks when he goes up there, it's going to revitalize his family life and his relationship with his wife. Jack is kind of a... What King said what pissed him off the most about this movie is that Jack Torrance is supposed to be a sympathetic character. And he said when you see Jack Nicholson on screen, you don't get that at all. You immediately think he's crazy. Which I can agree with. I mean, uh, Stanley Kubrick does not play that. He was also pissed about Wendy because in the book, Wendy was an ex-cheerleader and blonde. And apparently she was a very strong-willed person. Stanley Kubrick apparently did not like that trait, so he made her the Shelley Duvall character we know, which is kind of weak and foreboding toward Jack. uh, Who shines at the end, I guess. But... So those were two things that pissed him off. Apparently, uh, the Shining goes into what the Shining is is much more deep and very Stephen Kingy. Tony is actually Danny in the future talking to Danny. Okay, right? Okay. Like, yeah, that's supposed to be uh, in the book. It's made very clear that Danny's middle name is like Anthony. So Tony is talking to him in the future. I don't know how that changes, makes it better for any reason, but that's what's going on with that. Uh, The hotel in the book wants Danny, I guess, for his abilities, so they take over Jack, which makes Jack a crazy person and goes on this rampage. And at the end, Jack does not die in the maze. He the boy they've. He forgot to do something with the boiler is what I get. And the Overlook ends up blowing up, killing Jack. And apparently before he dies, he's able to break the hold the hotel has and come back and be his normal Jack self. And Wendy, Danny, and Mr. Halloran all escape alive. So Halloran doesn't even die in the book. The book also goes into more detail about the different terrible things that happened at the Overlook, so on and so forth. So, I mean, with that being said, it's ve- the book is very Stephen Kingy, and when, you think, when I think about it all together, I would much prefer the movie, um, <laughs> just saying, but the- those are some main things there. So, just wanted to throw that out, just some main differences, and how Stephen King said this is like one of his most hated uh, adaptations.
2: Hmm. Interesting that you point out that Wendy was originally supposed to be a strong-willed character, mm-hmm. and Stanley Kubrick made the decision to make Shelley Duvall
1: meek as fuck.
2: Yes, but I've also heard absolute horror stories about the way Kubrick treated yes Shelley Duvall on set. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he was very verbally abusive to her. Really freaked her out. Really like yeah. put her into that mm-hmm. meek state where she was in.
0: You're absolutely right, yes. There is a very good, and you can find it on YouTube, Stanley Kubrick's, uh, I believe, niece made a making of this movie. It's about 30 minutes long. It's really good. Uh, You can find it on YouTube if you want to watch it. But it does show Stanley Kubrick really not being nice to Shelley Duvall. Uh, But apparently, after it was all said and done, he had really nice things to say about her performance. Uh. But since we're, I guess, kind of on Kubrick at this point, uh, a big thing about this is uh, Jack Nicholson did an interview and he said this is the hardest movie he ever worked on. This movie took fifty-one weeks to film, to complete. That to give it in uh, perspective, like a tele, like a Grey's Anatomy that does twenty-four episodes of forty-five minute episodes takes around ten months. So this two and a half hour movie took just shy of a year to complete so but the reason being and the reason everybody says he was so hard to work with stanley kubrick liked to do upwards of 60 to 100 takes per scene so <laughs> it, the horror stories are that scatman crothers when he was doing he plays Halloran, when he was doing one of his scenes stanley kubrick made him do over 100 takes of the same scene from beginning to end And Scatman Carruthers said that he started to cry because he was so exhausted from doing that so many times. Uh, Shelly Duvall was the same way. Apparently she had numerous anxiety attacks. She fainted uh, from exhaustion a few times. I think they said that when she was doing the stairwell scene, she was dehydrated and had to like sit down and rehydrate before she could do it again. So he was an intense dude, from what I can tell. And like Jack Nicholson said, it was the hardest thing he's ever done. He also said he never saw an actress or an actor push like Shelley Duvall was. And he said, if I could give one example of how controlling Stanley Kubrick was, he said uh, the scene where uh, Wendy had knocked him down the stairs, and he's just laying there, Uh, He said that Stanley Kubrick put little pieces of tape to indicate where Jack Nicholson's fingers needed to go on the stair. And he said he was meticulous about the finger had to be over the tape. And if you watch that, that scene is maybe two seconds long. So, given that, it's pretty easy to see why this movie probably took as long as it did. Just that kind of meticulousness. But those are just some fun facts about The Shining.
1: Well, that's really in-depth. I had...
0: Um, um, <laughs> Shelly Duvall's a dumbass. No, I, go ahead. <laughs> I
1: wrote, Shelley Duvall has some chompers. Big teeth. That's yes. big teeth. That was my contribution after Andrew's
0: very informative...
1: Also
2: Thank big you. eyes.
0: Beautiful eyes, I'd say. Yeah. They're really nice. I mean, there's a lot there. Big ass teeth, though.
1: Um, so, <laughs> well, moving into some other things. I wrote down there's a lot of bullshit jump cuts um just just blam black black screen black okay yeah two days later blam it's 4 p.m just bunch of cuts okay um what else we got um i wrote that wendy was just out there doing all the maintenance that was a note I had. I was like, what the fuck does Jack do here? I wrote, Jack is a... <laughs> we
2: can all agree that Jack just fucking sucks. Yeah. I,
1: I wrote, yeah. Jack is a procrastinator slash asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Wendy is so nice.
0: <laughs> Wendy, this place would crumble if Wendy wasn't there. It yeah, really would. she was, was checking
1: the boilers, the radio. Everything. Jack was just writing the same goddamn sentence over and over uh, again. the tennis ball. Throwing the
0: tennis ball. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. The other other note I had is, uh, do they ever keep track of Danny? This is a big no. hotel. No.
2: I had that note from the very beginning in this hotel when mm-hmm. they just leave him in that game room by himself. Yeah. When they leave him with multiple strangers, including a guy who's like, mm, you want to come sit in the kitchen with me? <laughs> well, get, why don't I get him some ice cream while you guys leave me alone with him?
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Like, nope.
0: That's true. Yeah, there's that. Is that. True. <laughs> there is that. I um, can
2: feel better about him wandering the hotel without all those people
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. That's fair. That is fair.
1: Um, what else? We got... Yeah. Wendy was just way too nice. I don't understand how she's still with... I, I'm assuming Jack wasn't that bad at home... But then you hear, she totally rats him out to the doctor about it. Oh, my
0: God. Like, it didn't even hesitate to say,
1: yeah, he dislocated Danny's arm, but he's cool now. So, it leads me to believe that maybe Jack was an asshole before the hotel as well.
0: Um, so, uh, my, yeah, my note was, did Child Protective Services work differently back then? Like, why is he still with the I'd say demands?
2: almost for sure it did. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, apparently that's not enough to take a child away to yank their arm out of socket. But more to your point, watching it this time, if you watch that car scene, Jack hates his family. Hates it's some. very Absolutely. clear
2: yeah. in that
0: car, how much he hates his family. He is pissed that Danny's talking to him. He's pissed at Shelley Duvall, the whole thing. And then, also what I notice is when they're doing the tour, Shelley Duvall is such a battered wife. Like, she is just wanting to talk to anybody there. Oh, she yeah. talks nonstop Because you know at home, she has nothing to do. Ooh. Yeah,
1: I'm going to circle this again. Jack is an <laughs> asshole. The yeah. biggest. One
0: of the first days
1: we see him in the hotel, it's... It's Wendy bringing this beautiful breakfast up to Jack's bed. Yeah. Who would slept till 11:30? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did
2: not what is up. going on? Yeah, I had some questions there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Wendy Boo. No. Boo. Get out of there. You got sweetie. Oh this my, is not a yeah. good situation. You got to howl a little It'd bit be different slept. maybe sure. if he was like a famous writer, <laughs> but he's a struggling writer. No, I mean. But a school <laughs> teacher. Oh, and apparently in the book, apparently Jack roughed up a student in school and that's why he's no longer a school teacher. Again, I could
2: believe that. Yeah,
0: that makes sense. Jack's an asshole.
2: I will say another, just in general note, about them both as Mm -hmm. parents. Yeah. My psychotic child Mm -hmm. already has an imaginary friend in his finger that he talks to and already doesn't adjust well when going to school and playing with other kids. Mm-hmm. So let's take him up to the mountains and isolate him for five months.
0: With, with no zero school. zero
2: <laughs> school or children mm-hmm. to be around and play with. Like, yeah. seriously?
0: Yeah, I'm not sure what age, but he looked definitely kindergarten to first grade.
2: Who's Who has that thought? Like, why is this movie not just more focused on Tony? Yeah. And Danny's imaginary finger friend and mm-hmm. getting him some help there.
0: And everybody is so passive about it that should care. They just... Well, that's just his friend. And he's very clear when they ask him, does he tell you to do things? I don't want to talk about Tony anymore. That's a red flag, folks. We, there's a mental disorder here. Red flag. Yeah. Red flag yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, what else do we have? Some things were confusing
1: to me. Like uh, Grady. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. butler gentleman. Yeah. Um, he was also supposed to be the person who had previously chopped up his family mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um what was what was he what what was he did uh, he let jack out of the the cupboard
0: i i mean he i had, will i will still stick by i feel like jack was already crazy before he got there and this just only heightened it so, 100% but you do make an interesting point what does Grady bring to the table what do any of the uh, what would we call these phantasms sure that's better than all anything. the
1: people like the 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 bartender his Lloyd. conversations with Lloyd the bartender all the people in the gold room what what was it
2: yeah, I guess what's confusing is that like is the argument that Jack is the same person and this is the second iteration of his life and his experience at this hotel and if so, what happened to the original Jack? Right. And why did Grady come in in between there and murder his whole Apparently
1: family? Apparently 1970, but Which totally, wearing, years prior, totally yeah. wearing 1920s clothes. But, well,
2: this was supposed to be the second iteration of Grady as well because Grady was also in the 20s and was obviously some sort of Butler at the time.
1: But then he said that Jack had always been the caretaker. But the story was that Grady as the caretaker was the caretaker before was the
0: caretaker.
2: Yeah, that's a little confusing to me. I'll, I'll agree
0: What's with that. going on? No, no, it's it's very confusing, and to a certain degree, I don't mind it. But at the same time, it is just wild to keep talking about it because everybody keeps saying you've always been here. It's just like. You keep emphasizing this fact, always, but are but giving me nothing. But I
1: was a teacher.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, it's very weird. It's like there's a time dilemma here because you're. I just don't understand it, to be honest. And it, from the it,
2: unless in 1921, yeah, he died right then. Mm-hmm. From the 20s to the 70s is not enough time to be in your second lifespan.
0: No. Yeah. What because I'm
1: thinking, at the end, Shelly Duvall's walking around and she goes into a room with a bunch of skeletons. Mm-hmm. It looks like they were burned. Didn't mm-hmm. Grady mention that his, one of his daughters tried to burn the place down? Yes. Yes. So, maybe she killed everyone in 1921. But he was the caretaker. But then he second iteration in 1970.
0: I don't know. The only way it I can make, make it... Sense. The only way in my brain that it makes sense is... Once you're there, that's it for you. It's
1: Hotel California. Go yeah,
0: ahead. you can never leave. You can yeah, change. you can never leave. So if you're there, you've always been there. And but that doesn't make sense. Oh, oh, trust me, I'm not saying it does. <laughs> that's just the only way I can formulate it in my head. Yeah. So I mm. have some issues with all of that. Like,
1: I, I did laugh when uh, Jack wiped his hand on
0: grady's back that was cleaned off the apricot juice i was like that's funny (laughs) oh Uh, by the way i was i had to google what the fuck that was because it would look like pudding to me (laughs) it's uh, act anyway whatever he said it was it's actually a drink based of egg sugar and brandy
2: i was gonna say it looked like egg yolks that is so gross
0: I don't want that. No. A lot of
2: bartenders use eggs in their drinks. They use the egg whites and do that whipped thing. They use the yolks for some shit. That's disgusting. No,
1: thank you. Well, while we're speaking of Grady. Yes. Grady, at one point, hits us with a hard racial slur. That no one asked for regarding uh,
0: Scatman Crothers. (laughs) How? Yeah. And. First of all, that is a wonderful name. I love that name. I mean. Yeah.
2: It's so rhythmic.
0: It is beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh... I, I, or Halloran. He's talking about <laughs> Dick yeah, Halloran. Dick yeah, Dick Halloran.
1: And it really just... It hit hard. Because
0: it was uh, with a hard in at the beginning. Oh, yeah. Um, and like I said, it feels really rough when it's coming out of a British person's mouth Yeah, house, too. a British <laughs> ghost. Yes. <That's laughs> the worst. I mean, which... It goes to show... Racism never ends, folks. No. (laughs) Even in the afterlife, you gotta fucking deal with it. And again, with Grady,
1: is he a physical being? Because he had to have let Jack out of that storage, the food storage place. Right. Meaning that Grady can interact with things. Yep. Yep. Didn't explain that. We just go from Jack being in the food storage to having an axe. And running
0: up the stairs. Yeah, Grady definitely let him out, but it goes more to your point. Apparently, these ghosts can interact. I mean, obviously, it has to because they roll a tennis ball to Danny. That's true. So I guess they they do have, and it opened the door. I guess they had to go find that key. I which
2: would also that would have like been a great scene. Yeah.
0: <laughs> During all the voiceovers
2: <laughs> with the little girls. Those did not sound like child voices to me. They sounded like really? grown ass women saying, come play with us, Danny. Oh. They were so mature sounding.
0: That's interesting because I thought they did the opposite. I thought, I was like, one of my notes was, it is creepy. These creepy kids really throw me.
2: They sound like grown women to me.
0: Interesting.
2: Come play with us, Danny.
0: Um.
1: Yeah, so for years, I'm going to go to... Room two three seven. For years and years and years, I've heard about the old lady in shining. It's so yes. scary. The old lady in shining. It wasn't.
2: Never I was thought that that so seemed. let down. Is that scary? I've I I wrote just thought it was hilarious. The thing <laughs> the,
1: the thing that I wrote from that was. Nice bush.
0: Of course. And <laughs> of that course. the
1: creepiest thing about it was Danny's dumb, shaking face throughout the whole scene. And the drool. When the drool. A lot more drool. That bothered me more than the rotting old lady. I and say... I was so let down by that scene. And I think that might be like getting to how I'm feeling about the movie in general is that it was so built up and it just didn't deliver for me. I gotcha. Um, I can see that, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, nice bush. Um, Second time on that. All right. <laughs> I need to reiterate. that point, home? Nice bush.
2: I actually didn't think it was very nice. I couldn't tell if there was supposed to be a landing strip or if that's Well, was I'm saying for
1: that time period, I was, I was, I was, I was anticipating like a. And it was
2: like almost gray.
0: <laughs> and once again, no one. <laughs> again, <laughs> there's no reason why she's young and then old. Like I mean, there's no. Who even is she? Yeah. She's My a, thought is the, the bathtub, bathtub lady. She,
2: is she supposed and to And why be did he
0: keep
1: cutting back Grady's wife to her okay. in the
0: bathtub?
1: That's a good question.
0: Well, just about that scene in general, I will say as a child, the way that lady moves is so strange mm-hmm. that it fucked me up as a kid. Yeah. Like she moves with her arms out and it's very stiff and What the old lady or the younger one? The old lady. Okay. Yeah. The younger lady was just like... Very ethereal. But yeah, it was that. But the old lady is like, hands out like, the laugh, plus the walk, plus the extended arms, plus the makeup. As a kid, I was like, god damn, that's like, (laughs) a little much for me as a child.
2: I remember as a child also thinking that that scene was very scary. I Mm -hmm. could
1: see as a child, having not known anything about this movie, how that would have been scary but yeah. again, I
0: watched this movie with my dad. Like this is so weird. Um, oh, our parents did not have any. Same. <laughs> and like it's fine. And I'll talk a little bit more
1: about the room two three seven stuff in our awards section. Okay. Um kay. So I'll leave it at that. The only other things I have to say is that, uh, what. Wendy just was running around for what seemed like 45 minutes with that knife. (laughs) And making the same face and just like this limp wrist knife hold with her arms kind of elevated. It it seemed like an eternity that she was doing that. (laughs) Okay. She looked like she ran through the whole goddamn
0: hotel. I have a lot of comments (laughs) about Shelley Duvall when we get to the acting side. Okay. Okay.
1: (laughs) And then... um, yeah, so that's all I got. We're going to talk about some more stuff once we get into the other categories, but any other notes, comments, or questions? Um,
2: Just,
0: I mean, obviously, probably had a note here.
2: We are having <clears throat> a moment with old ladies in bathtubs tonight.
0: Oh, that's true. Miss Littman. <laughs> Poor Miss Littman. She was... What a strange parallel. She, I think she was in the worst shape. So I, <laughs> I literally would put Jack hates his family. Um... <laughs> Also, one thing I never noticed until this moment, Jack drives, oh, and this was another thing going back to Stephen King, uh, and people believe it was Stanley Kubrick's way of saying, fuck you, Stephen King. In the book, he drives a red Volkswagen Beetle. In this movie, he drives a yellow, okay? Now, if you remember, it's a very much a throwaway scene. It's absolutely not needed. But the 18-wheeler is overturned on a red Volkswagen Beetle. And people think that scene, because it's so out of nowhere, is Kubrick's way of saying, fuck you, Stephen King, (laughs) and your story. So, anyway, there's that. (laughs) But my question is, he drives a yellow Volkswagen Beetle. If you look at all that luggage, where the fuck did they put that? Maybe they had a trailer. Mm, Okay. Maybe. I don't remember seeing it in the long shot of the car. There was no trailer, but I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Maybe. But, that blew my mind. I was like, in the Volkswagen? <laughs> like, where did you get all that? They did have a lot of luggage. Well, Danny
2: was not buckled in, in any way. Oh, so no, no, no. Probably just all stacked in the back seat, and they threw him right in front I, of
0: it. I mean, the way Jack acted, he was like, I hope this fucking kid dies in this car. <laughs> he was so pissed that he didn't eat breakfast, and he knew what cannibals were. Which, so yeah. aggressive to me. Uh, but, back when he brought her the breakfast... You can even tell, doing this really nice thing, she was like, "Uh, well, you just gotta keep working at it. And he's like, yeah, that's all it is. I was like, Jesus, this guy hates this woman. Um, My next note was, and this is always for movies of a certain age, the fact that people just smoke anywhere, there had to be ashes all over the fucking place, right? (laughs) Like, places just had to be covered in ash. Because, like, what if Ullman, the manager of the Overlook, was allergic to cigarette smoke and she is chain-smoking in this man's office? I was like, he's going to come back and smell that. Um, so that's always something with older movies. Um, I said Jack doesn't do shit here. Uh, uh, and I also wrote, Shelley Duvall seems the appropriate way to fit through that window. Like, Shelley Duvall is maybe... 100 pounds and i felt like she maybe could have fit through that window maybe narrower than (laughs) danny yeah probably so um and my other note and this is from the very first scene i said do they make house dresses anymore because she's wearing that blue house dress and i was like i don't think those exist anymore Hmm. nowadays it'd be she'd wear a sweatshirt and like pajama pants that would be her outfit house dresses my mind. but that's the only notes i really put For my section. Jill, yourself.
2: I think we covered most of my notes Okay. Blaine's recap.
1: Alright. Is it award time? It is award time. So, who would like to give the This Dumb Bitch Award out first for one of the dumb bitches in this movie? (laughs) You go, sir. You (laughs) want me to go? You go first. Okay, so I got jack down as a dumb bitch oh okay uh and an asshole both <laughs> combined biggest. for this one because he he knows that danny got choked by something danny says a mm-hmm. crazy lady in this room went and choked me jack goes investigates the room yeah and it, immediately starts making out with the lady it's that's in the a room. boner about it yeah like you, you can see he's making that that fuck face he
0: yeah he is so happy
1: he's like yes this, stranger... this is not my wife yes fuck my wife i'm so glad i'm gonna cheat on her right now with the lady Jack this Hades mystery Haley. lady this mystery lady who beat up my my son yeah exactly. i can't
0: wait his, to make out with this lady. He is only thinking with that dick at that moment. Like, he's not even worried that this lady assaulted his child. <laughs> he could
1: have walked in. She could have been in progress beating up Danny. Yeah. And, and he would have joined in and or... Danny, get out of the room. Danny, get out of here.
0: <laughs> Daddy's got something to do. Yeah, But, so. yeah. And, again, in... Not even halfway shocked that this woman somehow got into this hotel.
1: <laughs> yeah, so that's the dumb bitch part. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, how did she get here? Yeah. A, complete stranger. Uh, with, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in connection with everything else that's weird that's been going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so, yeah, you're dumb. You're you're dumb bitch and you're an asshole combined. So that's the dumb bitch asshole award. Mm-hmm. Uh, that time. So, how about you guys, dumb bitches? Jill, you go next.
2: I have two dumb bitches.
1: Okay, hit it. Double dumb bitch.
2: As much as I hate to double down on Shelly Duvall, after all the abuse, yes, that
0: yeah. she's
2: received, mm-hmm. I just there were so many moments where I was like, man, if my husband ever spoke to me that way, he wouldn't wake up the next morning. Oh my god! Like, this is not a thing.
0: Yeah.
2: If I bring you breakfast and you give me any kind of attitude, ooh. if I walk into a room while you're working and you tell me to get the fuck out, which is also, what he said to ooh. her,
1: <laughs> yeah, you're not in a room, bud. You're in
2: the lobby. Yeah, the
1: lobby, the biggest
0: room in, of the hotel. Again, he, he hates these people. Like he I don't said, know. Can you
2: just get the fuck out.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I just. Absolutely, I can. I will go all the way back to Vermont.
0: <laughs> wherever F- they're from. But yeah.
2: this hotel.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So that is my first. Not because of anything else. Just because of what she puts up with before he's even really possessed. Yeah. No.
0: Before the real crazy kicks in. As
2: soon as she dislocates my son's arm, <laughs> yeah. it's over. Yeah. Um, and then my second... Dumb bitch is unfortunately Scatman Carruthers. Oh. Because you have The Shining with Danny. Mm hmm. You know something's about to go down. You know what went down in 237. You know the influence that this hotel has over people. You went there to rescue them.
1: Mm hmm.
2: And then you just waltzed into the front door completely unprepared and announced to yourself.
0: Yes, yeah, that's true. Like a
2: lamb to the slaughter. Mm-hmm. Like, hello? Is yeah. anybody there? Anybody yeah. on? Anybody right. here? Like he was just <laughs> coming for a casual visit. Yeah.
0: He, no, yeah. you <laughs>
2: flew up from Miami on the red eye because you knew some shit was happening. And then you took a car for five hours. And then you took that snowmobile for another <laughs> Like two? he has got to
0: be tired.
2: Yeah, like you went so far out of your way because you know some shit is going down, and then you just soups cash walked into the front door yeah. and announced
0: yourself. Any murderers here? Yeah. But he, let's even look at it differently. Even if he didn't have any psychic ability, what a dumb bitch for walking into a place that's supposed to be abandoned and start screaming to the top of your lungs. What if nothing was going on and someone shot you? Not that neat. is not good. You don't know who these fucking people are. But, God bless them. Still love Scatman Crothers. Um, any other dumb... This dumb bitch for you?
2: Just those two. Okay.
0: Um, I have to give a great big this dumb bitch to Jack Torrance. Your leg is fucked. And you run out into the snow into a maze. <laughs> what did you think was going to happen? Like give me a break. <laughs> yeah, you know what he should have done? Run around the outside of the maze to the exit. Well, there's only one entrance and exit. So eventually Danny's coming out. Yeah, I'm only saying, you know? It's him out. Be, yeah. He's going to get cold. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, dumb bitch. Dumb bitch on dumb many bitch. levels that Jack Torrance. Um but yes. So those are my that's my dumb bitch. Word. You know
1: what I forgot? You know, I mentioned the limp wristed knife holding <laughs> by I don't like uh, the way you said that, Sarah. Windy. I'm offended. Not like... <laughs> I'm kidding. Continue on. She just looked very weak with it. But... She didn't seem... Her bat swings were also... Just
2: terrible.
0: Just terrible. Just she was awful. choked up so far and was just kind of like... <laughs> uh, well, I mean, she's not in the World Series. But I mean, she was just trying to keep and, them away. And to
1: what you said, that was probably her hundredth uh, take of doing well, that. So she's what, probably exhausted,
0: couldn't do it anymore. Well, that's what I was going to say. I was like... And I'll touch on it more when we talk about acting, but there are times when I look at Shelley Duvall and I'm like, This woman looks so done. She's like is
1: phoning it in.
0: Yes. No, I'm we'll, not saying pho- No, we'll, we'll talk we'll, about we'll it. Get, yeah, we'll get it. <laughs> we'll there. talk about it.
1: Okay, so uh the next awards or discussion would be our creep show award. Mm, um There's a few. So take it away, Jill. Creep Show Award.
2: I obviously think the creepiest parts of this movie are the twins in the hallway. Like, Mm -hmm. it's specifically the scene when it cuts from them asking Danny to play to then seeing them sprawled out with the axe wounds and (laughs) dead. Because it's not like we had any misconceptions about whether or not these girls were ghosts. Nobody's there. Mm -hmm. But seeing their dead bodies reiterating that their dad did that to them. Yes. I think that's still the creepiest part of this movie, and always will be. Maybe mm-hmm.
1: their dad did it. No, I mean, it's pretty established. Well, they said Grady was the caretaker, but then Grady was
0: like, I'm not the caretaker, you're the caretaker. So, we don't know. Yeah, I think you're going into the deep semantics of it, I think. You get... Okay. And, we'll talk about, uh, anyway, I have something else to add for plot. So, we'll, we'll get there Alright,
1: so, my creep show is for Danny uh, and his, mm-hmm. his red rumming. Uh, in his stupid little frog voice. (laughs) I hate when kids do anything, really. Kids creep me out. Yes. (laughs) Old lady all day, nothing. Kids, the twins are creepy, but... Danny doing his rad 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 over and over again. I hate him. I would I would have punched him so hard. And the patience
0: Shelly Duvall has for all that she shit. Is <laughs> saint, <Yeah>. <laughs> she is a saint. Everyone. She she is a the heart of an angel. Oh my god. <laughs> when he t- told her, Danny's not here, Mrs. Torrance. I I would punch that fucker. <laughs> lock him in she, there. She like held him close. Yeah,
1: yeah. She held him close.
0: She's like what? <laughs> Ma'am, you're in danger. <laughs> Get away. Get
1: out of here. Leave him with the dad. Yeah. Take him, lock him in 237. Get, Get out of do, here.
0: Do something. What are you doing? Danny's not here, Mrs. Tarn. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Not gonna work out. Okay,
2: well, let me know when Danny gets back. Yeah.
0: Until then, this fucking door is locked. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe another dumb bitch award is warranted for that. <laughs> I mean, I don't blame you for giving her that. Because that... There are so much you need to be worried about here, Bam. There's a get, lot going on. Get out of here! <laughs> Golly! All yeah. right, so
1: now that we got that one. We'll go to our last award, which is I didn't
0: give this dumb bit. Or wait, you get creep show. Creep, creep show. show. I didn't get my creep show. Oh, get, go sorry. Go, yeah, creep my creep show is. I mean, every time I see it, the twins. It's you know, the twins in both scenes. I say, I mean, n- I mean, iconic wise those twins have outlasted everything. I mean, yeah. tw- I mean, uh, yeah. I couldn't think of anything more creepy. And I swear to you, anytime I'm in a place with long hallways, I always think if I turn this corner and see two fucking twins in blue dresses, <laughs> I'm going to lose my shit. <laughs> That's all I ever think about. <laughs> two fucking
1: twins. And now that I'm thinking about it, the Red Realm was creepy. Uh, but I got to mention, honorable mention, the first time... Scatman looks over and mentally asks Danny if he wants some ice cream. Yeah. That creeped me out because I didn't know scat- what was going on. Is Scatman yeah. a bad guy? Yeah. I don't. I'd never seen the movie, so I was like, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But
0: e- that e- is second e- to the Red rum for me. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, the other creep show I give: Jack Nicholson staring out the window, mm, eyes wide yeah. open. Jack Nicholson has never looked as creepy in that, in that scene. He, he looks creepy throughout. Uh, well, as you know, I had strong feelings for Jack at the beginning of this movie. You did say, wow, Jack's looking uh, yeah. I, here's pretty my good thing. right here. There's so, I mean, Jack Nicholson has probably slept with every famous female in Hollywood. And for years, I didn't really get it, but for some reason, when he's, like, at his best, looking his best, like, at the beginning of the movie, I was like, I'd see that. Yeah, he's kind of hot in this. Now, don't get me wrong. As soon as we start to get into the depths, he's looking quite rough. Anyway. Yeah, right. I
2: don't see it at any point. That's but fine. That's fine. See each his own.
0: Alright, so we are
1: now going to go to our last award category, and that's the, what we're calling the, how did this make it through the editing process? I believe it's how did this make the final cut. But how no. did it make the final cut is mm-hmm. what we're asking. Yes. And I have one that really jumps out to <laughs> me, uh, and okay. that's the man bear pig giving a blowjob.
0: <laughs>
1: For whatever reason... To what
0: it looks like... An older gentleman? <laughs> yeah. One could argue the... And Jill pointed it out too. The, the very first furry sex. The
2: first furry.
0: Yeah. Sex. I believe what we saw was Gatsby getting a blowjob <laughs> from... F.
1: Stubbs <That's not> First... Fitzgerald,
0: first fl- <laughs> from next to Nick across the lake. <laughs> and... Oh, that's the insidest of inside jokes. It, um. was, it was
1: such a throwaway... I don't understand why, the, why I mean, the outfit, why was its ass out? It was bare ass. It was bare ass, was yes. Like, and it had a pig face.
0: It. I'm not going like, to lie, that might make creep show for me too, because it's always really weirding yeah. me out. It's just so strange. And I then, will
2: also say, while I'm not a guy, I don't know that that snout would make for a good blowjob.
0: Terrible. No, it had it's tusks.
2: Terrible. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Not doing no. good. No, 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 no. So that, that really st- st-
1: stuck out to me. I was like, why, why did that make it in? And then I realized, actually this, Kubrick then goes on to direct Eyes Wide Shut in the 90s, which had a very similar mysterious sex feel. There so was maybe no pig people though. That's no, the that's difference. true. But maybe yeah. he was he was dabbling. He just like, I wanna let me just throw this out here and see if I can get it to stick. But Yeah, I mean What what the hell was the point of it? I don't understand. Very odd. It's a
0: wild it's wild. Yeah. It,
1: yes. And I, <laughs> I I'm I'm stuttering because I just that's how baffling it was to me of all the things that were happening that was the last thing i expected to see and (laughs) if you would have gave me a thousand guesses of what i was what the next scene was going to be that that would not have been
0: one of my guesses and are they stuck there for all time just blowing each other is that what's going on because god what an eternity that is (laughs) (laughs) I gotta wear this suit every fucking uh, day till the end of time.
1: These Tuskers oh. just scraping my scrub. Oh my god. So, but, okay. Yeah. That was mine. Anyone else? Jill?
2: I have to 100% agree with that one. Yeah. Especially since I've seen this movie at least five times, like I said, from the time that I was seven or eight to now. And. I was just as surprised by it this time. I don't remember that scene. I don't remember ever seeing that before. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's because for the most part, I was watching like... I mean, I don't know. I know that I've seen unedited versions before because I've seen the full bush and the old lady completely naked before. Mm -hmm. So I know that I've seen unedited versions.
1: (laughs) Maybe you just didn't realize what was going on.
2: Maybe. Maybe that was it.
1: You're like, oh, there's a person dressed as a pig.
2: Maybe. Sure. pig bear. I
1: don't know what it was, really. But
2: I... Yeah, that that felt like the first time. Feels
0: like the first time. Oh, it feels like the first time. Um, so I don't disagree. I cannot believe that made the final cut. But there also is, and I don't know if Jet Nicholson did this on purpose. The magazine he's reading when they come look for him is a Playgirl magazine. Doesn't seem like hotel lobby material but yeah (laughs) when he's there with the luggage yeah when he's sitting waiting for the luggage it's a playgirl magazine (laughs) wow interesting yeah so curious how that made the final cut but yeah uh the furry blowing the guy is yes which hey we we are big supporters of furries blowing you know whatever whatever you're into is fine yeah whatever you want to do but
1: a time and place
0: Very strange in this. It's funny
2: because that feels very Stephen King.
0: What if that was a big plot point in this book? All
2: those like (laughs) weird little deviations like that feel very, very King.
0: I've always felt like Stephen King feels like he needs to ruin all his books. Well, yeah, (laughs) he really feels like he needs to write. This is going too well. Yeah. (laughs)
1: <laughs> let's, throw is, let's throw in a giant let's
0: throw in a giant spider yeah huh? this sounds good we'll make the clown a giant spider but no it just feels like like it feels like he wrote it and then realized I need to add more it's like stop you don't... there doesn't have to be this many layers to a book <laughs> it doesn't have to be Danny's future self talking to him the, the, in his fingers fa- like, that doesn't need to happen it... anyway that's how I feel about Stephen King it's like I wish you would scale back at least a little bit.
2: And you know he has an editor, so imagine how much it's already scaled back by the final project.
0: Yeah. It could have had 12 different subplots. I mean. Yeah. Okay. But yes, that is my... (laughs) How did this make the final cut? All
1: right. Well, you know what's next? We got to go into our ranking system. Yes. So, (laughs) as always, for our horrors, we will start with the scare scale mm-hmm. uh, Jill we always start with you out of five where are you going?
2: I'm going to give this movie a three okay not that I feel like there are a lot of good jump scares or anything like that because mm-hmm. I don't really think that there are but I mean conceptually you've got to imagine how terrifying it is for your own father to turn on you and that like mm-hmm. turmoil inside about like that's my dad. Why is he trying to murder me? Yeah. And then you know, there's just like the creepy cutscenes with the twins and all the blood. Which I've sent you that gift, like
1: yeah, whenever she her period starts. <laughs> oh
0: God. <And> that's <laughs> the gift. That all she, right. She. <laughs> so she whenever sends.
2: Blaine's like, hi, this... how you doing today?
0: That one. I
2: just send <laughs> yeah. it, like
0: Oh boy. And okay.
2: It, it speaks volumes.
0: I mean, it's, it tells a story, for sure. <laughs> so you
1: said three. Yeah. Okay. Um, I agree. There's not many jump scares. And like I mentioned, this movie was, I would say, a scare letdown for me. But because it had been built up so much, I was very nervous throughout, awaiting something yeah. to rise to the level of all... The stories that I've heard. So I don't know if I can equate that to how scary the movie was or if that's something separate. Um, Okay. So I will go with a three and that's based more so on an overall creepiness uh,
0: than upfront scares for me. I can agree with that. Um, I will say for me there are little things that I kind of noticed this time around that creep me out a little bit more there's just something about the way Kubrick filmed when Danny walks up you know he's sucking his thumb and all that when he had just gotten hurt there's something eerie about the way he's followed he walks in that room and there's something super creepy about Jack Nicholson sitting in the chair and the way it's silent for a second and Shelley Duvall looks over at Jack, there's just something eerie about that that kind of threw me off when I saw it. I was like, damn, I've never noticed that before. That's kind of creep show. Um, the but, silence. Yeah, it's very weird in that way. And there's, I mean... Could have used more silence. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Uh, the music for me is off-putting in a scary way. And overall, this movie just has a general creepiness about it. Uh, so yeah, for me, I I probably give this a four. I mean, it still is creepy to me.
1: Okay. Next category is suspense. Where is it on the suspense scale for you, Jill?
0: Okay.
2: I it's I don't. It's really hard. Yeah. With having seen it so many times. Because, like, obviously this time the suspense is completely lost. Yeah. I know (laughs) exactly what's going to happen.
0: I just enjoyed watching Blaine watch it. (laughs) That was... That's
2: true. I'm going to give it a two for suspense. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Blaine? Again,
1: I have the opposite effect as you, having never seen it and having been told how amazing it is so i had a crazy level of suspense and it ended up not being warranted so again i can't say the movie was suspenseful because i had built it up in my head based on what i actually saw um i'm gonna go with a three just because i didn't know what what was going on it confused me to a level of suspense. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna go with. I like th- it. I'm gonna go with a
0: three. Okay.
1: Andrew. Suspense. So
0: suspense for me. I mean, I'm just like Jill. There's nothing that really caught me. Uh, I mean, I I kind of fall prey into. I know he's about to kill Scatman Brothers. I just never can remember what pillar he's behind. So <laughs> that one kind of caught me this time. I was like, where is he again? Because each time he walked past a pillar, I was like, oh, that's it. Oh, no, that wasn't it. Okay. So there was some suspense there. Um, there... Again, that old lady, when she, the way she walks kind of freaks me out, but I guess that's not really suspense. Uh, I'm going to go with you guys, too. Well, I went with a three. Oh, well, I'll go with but, Jill. That's... I feel like Jill and I <laughs> are on the same page about that.
1: Okay. Uh, the next category is plot slash characters. Mm-hmm. So, again, like we did with Silence of the Lambs, conceptually, you know, conceptual view of the plot and just general the depth and uniqueness or... I don't mm-hmm. know, the... the the vibe of the characters.
0: Sure. Okay. You go first, Blaine. No, it's Jill. Oh, Jill, you no, go first, it's Jill. In this direction.
1: Oh. No, but.
2: Okay. <laughs> well, not to beat a dead horse, but this time, there is a plot hole to me mm-hmm. that sticks out. Yep. Yeah. Which yeah. is. Who, was the deal with, Jack and, Grady? Because mm-hmm. in the beginning, it just makes it seem like. Grady is another person who's fallen victim to the hotel mm-hmm. and ended up killing his whole family, and then that's over. And then Jack gets there, and you assume the same thing is happening to him, but then you realize that he's in an old picture from 1921, and all these people from the 20s are in there. And, I mean, I guess, if he died suddenly in 1921, would you say he's roughly <laughs> 40 or 50 hmm. in this movie? Yeah. So, like, I guess that's enough time for him to be reborn and have a whole another life by the seventies and come back to this hotel. But then what is the deal with Grady in between?
0: (laughs) And again, I think, you know, if it is that when you go to this hotel, you just, you're going to die period. That even brings up a more interesting point. Do you just get a random job when you die there? Because Grady's a waiter. I mean, yeah. <laughs> what what happened? We have you, a waiter position open.
2: Right. So was Grady, a waiter in 1921, died in whatever way that all those other skeletons died. And then came back also.
0: Which I gotta guess was the fire. But there was no fire.
2: Right. His daughter tried to set the fire in the 70s.
0: And she didn't succeed. And she
2: didn't. He caught her with a match. So, that would know. have been the second iteration of the little girl who tried oh. to set the fire. Not the first iteration. I don't know. So, was Gray a waiter who died in whatever way all these other people died.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then Became also got called back in his second life.
1: As caretaker?
2: As a caretaker. And murdered his whole but family while he was still there.
1: claims that Jack's always been the caretaker.
2: Right. Why does he claim that <laughs> he never was?
1: On? What is... What is this parallel we're dealing with here? Um,
2: Why are you lying, Grady?
1: Yeah. I like your idea. You die, you get a different job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how do you get the, how do you get the, the man bear pig job? <laughs> oh,
0: that's the worst job. <laughs> All right, I mean, Jill. So what is the score you're going to give it? For plot and character.
2: Okay. I'm going to give it a three because i did notice that plot hole but i still do think that they're interesting characters danny's mm-hmm. a very interesting character very scatman's interesting they have the shining together mm-hmm. that's important
1: yeah that's true i think i think the least interesting character is jack because he's it's Just an asshole. i know what he is from the first second we see him you know, absolutely you're just mm-hmm. an asshole he just gets <laughs> more assholey as you go along a
0: Sociopathic uh, asshole for sure.
1: Yeah, I, I think like like I have to go with Jill too. Uh, three, I I don't understand all the apparitions and everything that's going on with Jack outside of yeah what's going on with his family. And I actually think all oh, that shit was real boring. By the way, like him talking to the bartender.
0: I don't know. We could have done without all that, honestly. And I do feel like in this movie, this is a lot of Jack Nicholson riffing. (laughs) Like my credit here, bud. Yeah. (laughs) From Timbuktu to Portland, man. like all that shit. Portland, (laughs) Oregon for that man. Yeah. Just the weirdest He's
2: a mouth actor. Sure. Oh, he's, he's
1: mouth best. and eyebrows. Oh, three made his for money for real. <laughs> and well, we can go into those, yeah, in acting anyway. skills. But I gotta go with a three too. Just yeah, like I, I might need to read the book because there's a there's just so much stuff going on that doesn't make sense. I that would help you, I, I, I swear you to you, to I don't feel like you know it what. Would. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna downgrade this to a two. Okay. Um. Just because it's so, it's, I don't know, a two seems right.
0: Okay, okay. Andrew? I mean, plot-wise, I want to try and ease your nerves just a little bit on this. If you do watch the Making of documentary, they never stop talking about how the script changes every day. Like, that's a big point of that documentary. is Jack Nicholson said, I don't read my original script because every day I get a new page. So, Stanley Kubrick has seen writing on the day what they're going to shoot. Which is, I think, where these plot holes come from. Uh, yeah, so, I honestly think they did the best they could <laughs> with... This and I don't think there was an overall vision of how this is going to play out. Not necessary. Not necessarily that Stephen King did the same thing, but I, I think all these issues we have with the plot is because Kubrick was writing it on the day and not worrying about how things connect. Well, now with that being said, there are elements of this movie where the ambiguity. I kind of like... I kind of like... It's scarier to me that all this is happening and no one's telling them why. I find that that's a pretty good little scare tactic. I don't give it credit for plot because I just don't feel like Stanley Kubrick was going for that. It's just because he wasn't uh, trying to get that deep into the story. Um, Character-wise, I really like our... Four really only characters. I mean, Jack, Wendy, Danny, Scatman Brothers. Who plays? Who I just love saying his name, Dick Howard. Uh, they're fine, but I think uh three is very appropriate. Okay.
1: All right. So that takes us to our next category, uh huh, which is acting skills. Okay. Um. So, so acting skills, yes. Uh, yeah, that's just what it is. That's what it says. <laughs> <I> <laughs> yeah, mean, exactly. <laughs> the last movie we watched had tremendous acting. Mm-hmm. Um, Alright, so acting skills. Uh, the last movie we watched was uh, epic as far as the acting level that was displayed. This one... Um, I think it had its moments of great acting but it was also riddled with moments of mediocre acting. Okay. I think when Jack goes full like goes full crazy you see it. Like it's like okay he's doing a good job of doing crazy and he goes I'm going to bash your fucking brains in. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> yes, that's, that's so good. Yeah. That is so good. He's really is s- troubling. Yes. Really <laughs> selling the crazy to me. Yep. But Shelley Duvall, in a lot of times, I was like, she's. You felt she's, she was lacking? She's lacking. Yeah, she's phoning it in. But then you tell me that they just changed the script. Probably ten minutes before she got it and made her do it a hundred times, yeah, and she's probably sick of it, and i maybe she was like, "I don't even care anymore, and then I have always have a problem with child actors in most cases, except for a movie that's on our list later uh and Danny, the red red, red red, red, red. I was like, what the I don't know, and then his finger, I just didn't like it, and Scatman, God bless him, God bless him, <laughs> you know. Not the best. Not the best. Really? Okay. Not when you compare it to Silence of the Lambs. It's night and day. I think Jack Nicholson really carries this movie as far as acting and not the whole way. Only I would say after he goes full crazy. Before that, like you said, it's just him like kinda doing weird riffs and mm-hmm. not really given a great performance so i'm gonna go on the weight of jack a two and a half
0: okay all right
1: because the the rest of the crew not doing it for me
0: that's
2: harsh yeah i'm gonna go three
1: well it's not that much higher (laughs) i mean
2: it's definitely higher I think you're being a little too hard on Danny, considering most of your critique is not really acting. That's more direction. He's just doing what he's told to do. Mm-hmm. I think he did it well, especially to be, like, what, eight? Yeah. Like, oldest?
0: Very, very small child.
2: He seems younger than that. But, mm-hmm. like, I'm saying maybe he's one of those, like, real small eight-year-olds. Oh,
0: uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> like. okay. Uh
2: not bad. Well. And obviously Jack Nicholson... Is great, And
0: Mm -hmm.
2: I'm not going to judge Shelley Duvall's because she was being abused on set.
0: (laughs) Yes. And it it came through. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, for me, I'm going to disagree with you. I think Scatman Crothers was a joy in this. I I really feel like... Well, I didn't say he was bad. Well, when you compare it to... I can well, yeah, compare Hannibal Lecter. Anthony here. Hopkins and Salsa <laughs> Lambs. Yes, it's going to seem different, but... Well, we have to compare it to that, almost. Okay, that's fine. But I'm saying, I think his acting was pretty good. It was... And by the way, anybody that says post-Toasties, it gets it in my book. That yes. is, like, the oldest Great Depression fucking cereal on Earth. And it's hilarious to me. But what I was talking about earlier with Shelley Duvall is every time I see her, I see a woman who is just like at the end of her rope. So like that scene when she's on the stairs, I give her a lot of credit for that. Cause she, like you said, it's take 100 probably. And she's still giving it that energy. You know what I mean? She's still going for it. So I don't personally think she's phoning it in. Um, but I do think that she looks like he wore her the fuck down.
2: I think she is in as much distress as her character.
0: I agree. If there was one life imita- uh, art imitating life, it is that. She looks... <laughs> I mean, even when she see When they do those close-ups of her and she's frightened, I'm like, I bet this was... I bet she passed out after this. Like She is really giving something here. So I don't want to say that she did a bad job, because um, I mean she she looks what she's supposed to feel. So I give her credit for that. Jack Nicholson, astounding. I mean I love everything he does in this movie. I mean he plays a crazy fucking asshole, and I think he did great doing that. Um, can't no complaints here. I have to give it a four. I'm gonna give it a four. Okay entertainment value is our next
1: category all right you go sir all right so again this didn't live up to the hype for me this is a long-ass movie Mm -hmm. and that equates to a not rewatchable movie for me i know you have both rewatched this movie but this is not one that I'd be like, oh, The Shining's on. I'm going to watch that. Um, it's, it's, I guess it was entertaining, but I found myself getting bored about, I would say, 30 minutes before the climax. Okay. I was just like, this, okay. is, this is drowning out. After he was talking to Grady and the bartender, I was like... I'm over this. (laughs) So, when I get bored with a movie, that tells me that it's not that... You didn't
0: like Lloyd?
1: (laughs) 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 Lloyd wasn't doing it for me. So, when I get bored with the movie and check the time, that tells me it's not that entertaining. I'm going to give it a two for entertainment value.
0: Okay. Alright. Jill?
2: I give it a four for entertainment value because... (laughs) As many plot holes and as many times as I've seen it, I think this movie is entertaining. Mm-hmm. The asshole thinking he's about to cheat on his wife with a super hot girl <laughs> and then she just melts away into this decrepit old corpse. Yeah. I think that's amazing. I think that's that very is entertaining. Great. <laughs> Jack Nicholson talking to a bartender that's not there. Very entertaining. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it
0: is an entertaining scene.
1: I, <laughs> I when mean. you I guess when you think about it like that, like
2: None of this is there. Shelly walks up.
1: Yeah. It's just him. When you look back, I had no idea he none of this. Goes was... on a
2: big speech <laughs> about falling off the wagon while he's got nothing in his hands.
1: Yeah, he hasn't. But you off don't. The wagon. You only know that when you look back at it after having watched it. I mean. But I was sure. living it, and it wasn't entertaining. Oh, okay. Yeah. Look. Okay. I'm just, <laughs> when I was watching Silence of the Lambs. It even though it had we watched it and it had commercials cool <laughs> oh. and i was like i'm still in it okay
2: i will agree with you that
1: the shining lost me
2: the runtime is excessive it lost i think me. anything over two hours is excessive for any movie
0: yes i get you
2: i love an hour and a half runtime
0: or an hour twenty, like Sleepaway sleep camp. camp might beat. <laughs> I mean, Sleepaway Camp might beat The Shining in the next round That's the beauty round. of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so but that's what's going on with me. Andrew, Jill gave it a four. Where are you at? I mean, uh, again, entertainment value. I give it a four as well. I mean, this, like I said, I've seen it many times. I love watching it. I, and I think it cannot be dismissed. If no matter what you say about Stanley Kubrick. He is fucking amazing with a camera. You may have plot holes, but what he does camera-wise, visually-wise, is really amazing. That opening scene is astounding. I mean, the... I don't even think there was, like, a steady cam that... I think they had to invent that for Danny riding around. The cameraman had to follow him. So, I mean... Regardless of what kind of crazy person Stanley Kubrick probably was, I still think he did a pretty good job. And for me, entertainment-wise, I love the fact that he decided he was just going to do a horror movie. You know? I mean, whatever the case may be, he decided to do it. So for me, uh, four, entertainment value. I would watch again. Well, Mm -hmm. that
1: finishes it up for us. Um, So, only thing we have left to do now is compare the scores and then make our final decision on what movie should go forward. Uh Uh-huh. So, Silence of the Lambs got a total score of 54 points. Okay. The Shining got a total score of 44.5. Alright. So, nine and a half points difference. Um, or Yes. So, again, <laughs> the score is higher with The Silence of the Lambs. But as we saw with Alien, which also had a higher score, it doesn't really mean anything. And as we have discussed earlier, none of us think that The Silence of the Lambs is a horror movie. So my final thoughts are that by default we have to push the shining through to the next round because of the two it's the only horror movie and this is a horror movie tournament and that's what i'm gonna have to go with
0: it's fair the shining Mm -hmm. any Uh, other thoughts i mean for me i say shining should definitely go forward but I don't discount the entertainment value of The Shining just because Silence of the Lambs is not a horror movie. Still a great movie. Regardless of what I think about some of it. Silence of the Lambs is still a great movie. I would still recommend it. But there is entertainment value to The Shining. I know you, as just, you just gave it a four. I know. That's what I'm saying. So my final argument is While it is the only horror movie technically we watched this week, I still think it deserves a lot of credit, and I think it deserves to go forward. Okay, Jill.
2: Ditto.
1: Love it. Ditto. I agree. Again, The Shining is not the better movie. Um, Just as Sleepaway Camp was not the better movie.
2: I mean, someone keeps nominating not a horror (laughs) movie.
1: Arguably, we we the majority decided Alien was a horror movie. Now,
2: fine, still didn't make it through.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> um, and for all this shit talking, I believe both of my movies went through. So that's all mm-hmm. I got. <laughs> I can't
2: wait to start competing in this.
0: <laughs> well, well, Jill. No. Uh, so I think final votes. The Uh,
1: final vote is that... 3-0 Shining. 3-0 Shining. The Shining will move on to take on Sleepaway Camp. And here's a hot take. I enjoyed Sleepaway Camp more than The Shining. (laughs) Wow. So next, when these two meet up, that will be an interesting argument. That is going to be exciting. Um, So (laughs) we will see. I don't think either of these movies are going to win the whole tournament, though. Now you may be surprised. Now that I have watched both of them, Mm. but I will say my initial, uh, I believe my initial prediction was that The Shining was going to win. Like we weren't going to say that until the very end. Remember, on one side, I won't. I won't say what the other. Okay. Final two was going to be. Um. But that's it.
0: <laughs> I mean, okay. <laughs> so, uh, so next week, uh, we will be have uh, next week will be Chill's first week in this, and she will be uh, presenting Wes Craven's new nightmare. And I don't get a break in this. Apparently, uh, me once again with uh, Dawn of the Dead. So
1: that's it, everyone. We will see you next
0: time. Absolutely. And that concludes our judgments on this competition. Tune in next week for the beginning of our next competition between Wes Craven's New Nightmare and George A. Romero's Dawn of the Dead. If you're enjoying our show, please subscribe and leave a five-star review. See you next week.